to die That he might give Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316. Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. I soul that night. I want to talk to you about a subject that I see and hear about being mutilated on the internet and other preachers. I heard a man preach on it one time, oh, probably about 59 years ago, up in Georgia. And his sermon was called, Sending Away Your Day of Grace. Can a lost man send away his day of grace? And I don't remember everything he said about it, but some of the material that he used came from the book of Romans in chapter 1. So I want you to turn in your Bible to the book of Romans in chapter 1. And I want you to follow me in the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, there's one right in front of you. And turn into the book of Romans in chapter 1. And look there in verse 24. This is a verse that is used many times by people who say that people who are homosexuals cannot be saved. Now, that's not the topic of my sermon today, but just the phrase, wherefore God also gave them up. So God gave them up. And there's a lot of difference between God giving them up and God can't save them. It didn't say he gave them up to go to hell. You know, they they wore out his uh, invitation. But I do want to cover some things with you to try to help you to see the basis why people will say this but also how to correctly answer it. Because you see, when people get to the place where they try to figure out what's the worst sin in all the world, well, they try to get as bad as they can get. Because those people are too bad to be saved. God can't save them. And then we find out there's another kind of people that, well, these people are so good, they don't need to be saved. Now, that's a wide swing from too bad, you can't be saved, and too good, you don't need to be saved. So there's us in the middle. But believe it or not, God says the conclusion of the whole matter is we're all in the same boat, and we've all sinned. And so if God can't save the worst man, how do we know he can save you or me? So yes, I believe that God can save anybody. So I want you to take your Bible and turn to the book of Genesis, in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, and chapter 6, where it gives you another verse that seems to say that, um, and it can be true, that there is an expiration date on our lives. Now, we know that before chapter 6, people lived a mighty long time. But regardless of how long they lived, 
they still had an expiration date and they all died. So when we all sin, we all die. So that's why when you go to the store, you'll see there are certain things that they got on there, an expiration date. What does that mean? That if you take it past the expiration date, you're going to expire. No. It just means it's not supposed to be, you know, usable after a certain date. You can get milk and it's got an expiration date. You got anything, it's got an expiration date. So when you look in the mirror, you have an expiration date. In other words, you're going to expire one of these days. So there is a possibility that all of the people in the world that has been offered the free gift of everlasting life, there comes a time when this free gift offer to everybody in the world, it comes with an expiration date on it. In other words, it's not going to be an offer that's going to last forever. When you die and you're in hell, okay, now I believe. Okay, you're good to go. No, 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 no. There is an eternal expiration date on many things. But at least this we need to understand. Now, before the flood, the Bible says the world was wicked. Very wicked. And they did not hold back from doing anything they imagined themselves to do. Kind of like the world in which we live today. And so he says there in verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, grieved him at his spirit in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing, the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. So is there an expiration date? Well, they all died. But if you'll notice there in verse 3, where he says, And the Lord says, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also his flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Whatever it means. And I have an idea. But I don't want to get into that right now. It's that man does have an expiration date. Man has only got so long in which he lives. And that some of his decisions that he makes in this period of time can be very crucial to his eternal destiny. So I want you to take your Bible and turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 53. The book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 53. It's a verse that most people know. They've heard of it. But in Isaiah chapter 53, I want you to look there in verse 6. When the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. It means all have gone their own way. But yes, the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of of us all. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. Does God keep us from going astray? No. And this is what he's talking about in the book of Romans. When it says God gave them up to go their own way. God will allow you to go your own way. God will allow you to live in sin. God will allow you to make bad decisions. You can go however you want. You can live any way you please. And God will back off and let you do it. And you know it's true. 
Now, if you want to serve the Lord, God will also allow you to do that. If you want to go to church and you want to honor the Lord, you want to study His Word, you want to pray, you want to witness, all the right things, God will allow you to do it. You see, God did not make little puppets out of us. But He says there's an expiration date. And the offer of eternal life to go to heaven is not forever. The offer is not forever. Because you are going to expire. And once that happens, there is no more opportunities. So another question I guess I could ask is for the believer. Those who know Christ as Savior. Can a believer send away his days of opportunity? Think about it. Here you are. You know Christ as your Savior. You're going to heaven when you die. The only reason you're here to live in this world, this side of the grave, is because God has given you an opportunity. And is it possible for God's children to annul that opportunity, set it aside, and live the way they want and still go astray? Is it possible? Yes, it is. So, even to the believer, you have an expiration date. You say, well, I know I'm going to live at least to be 70 years old. I didn't mind that until I got 69. <laughs> and now it's beginning to bother me because if it's 80 years, it's more heartache and sorrow. And then sooner or later, you're going to fly away. Say, so you're going to fly away? I don't know if I'm going to get wings or not. I'll be here about these, getting these wings. I don't know if my poor old body can handle a set of wings. I wouldn't know how to work them. But I know we're going to leave this world. We have, if the Lord was to come today, we would all out of here if you know Christ the Savior. So there is an expiration date upon our time upon the earth. So there is a limit upon the days of our opportunity. And many of God's children can totally waste their days of opportunity. You can send away the opportunity that God has given to you. So the lost man can send away his day of grace because he can be saved today. Behold, now is the day of salvation. But you don't know about tomorrow. You may not be here tomorrow. Even to the believer, you may not be here tomorrow. Since I've been in this church, I've seen people who have come and gone. And I'm talking about gone there. They've left this world. I've lived long enough to see some of my friends who are no longer here. They had already beat me up there, like I told you before. It doesn't bother me as much that they've already died and gone to heaven as that they're up there getting the best spots. <laughs> and that greatly concerns me. But take your Bible while you're right here, close, and look in the book of Psalms. I want you to look in the 14th Psalm. The 14th Psalm, and notice what it says. Look there, first of all, in verse 1. In verse 1. We're going to read from verse 1 down to verse 3. But verse 1, I was talking to a man the other day, and I got ready to give him a heaven track, you know. And he said, I don't, I don't need that. I says, why not? He says, because I'm an atheist. I am an atheist. I says, that's funny. God already put your name in the Bible. He says, what? I said, God put your name in the Bible. Really? I said, it's in the book of uh, Psalms chapter 14. And this is what it says. I said, now don't get mad at me now. I'm just going to tell you what it says. 
because I could feel what was going to come, especially when they're bigger than you. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. See there? There's your name right there in the Bible. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Who said that? A fool. Now, what did you say? I don't want to talk about it. But anyway, look what he says. They are corrupt and they have done abominable works. There's none that doeth good. Now, you'll see that same phrase mentioned in the book of Romans in chapter 3. But notice this. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They're all gone aside. They're all together become filthy. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. That one word, filthy, in that verse. I want you to kind of make a mental note. And remember, because toward the end of the message, I'm going to refer to that one word again. Because when a person dies and goes to hell, everybody that's in hell for all eternity are the worst people that's done the worst sins in all the world. Because, you see, they're going to live in a place like that for all eternity. The people that rejected the Lord, it's going to be a terrible thing. But I don't think most people want to even think about two things, death and taxes. They don't want to think about God. The Bible puts it this way in the book of Romans. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. I don't want to think about God. I don't want to think about death. I just want to have me a ball now. And they don't know that they have an expiration date. They're not going to live very long. When you compare our lives to eternity, it's over. It wasn't long ago. What was just the other day? I was 16 years old. Did you know that? And then I woke up and looked in the mirror and where did he come from? And then your old person. Take your Bible and go down to the book of Romans. Back to the book of Romans. And you'll notice that here in the book of Romans in chapter 1, I want to explain just a little bit more about these people that many people say cannot be saved. There's people on the internet, pastors of churches, that are telling people that if you commit certain sins, you cannot be saved. And that if you're a Christian and you commit those sins, then God takes away your salvation. And then what are they determining? They're determining a person's destination because of the sins that they committed. I thought Jesus died for every man, for every sin. And once you trust Christ as your Savior, that payment he made was for every sin. And that there's no sin that can keep me from going to heaven. Like I've said before, I couldn't go to hell if I tried. I haven't tried. But I cannot ever, ever go to hell. Impossible. So now, here in the book of Romans, in chapter 1, down in verse 24, look what God says. Wherefore God also gave them up. Didn't mean they couldn't be saved. It didn't mean that God doesn't love them and didn't want them to go to heaven. He gave them up to uncleanness, to the lust of their own heart. Now, The Bible talks about us having the lust of the flesh in our first birth. Every man born into this world walks after the lust of his own heart. We do what is right in our own eyes. And he's going to give you also a little list of the people who walk in the flesh to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it's not just one type of sin. 
You see, the book of Romans is going to show you that whether you're, you know, a Jew or a Gentile, whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, whether it's because of the creation that God made, the world, and the word that He gave to the Jews, every man has some light and is all guilty. So when God says in His word, all we like sheep have gone astray, Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter 3 is showing you how we went astray and how far we have gone astray from the Lord. So there's those who had nothing more than creation, but creation itself is the evidence that there is a true and living God. Then there was the Jews who had an advantage because God gave them the word of God. So one had the world and the other one had the word, and yet what advantage did it give them because they didn't believe the word and there's people who see the world and deny the evidence that there is a God so both can turn against God and walk and live and do whatever they want to do but God says there is a day of reckoning coming in other words there is an expiration date and you're getting closer I believe that today I am closer to my expiration date than I was last year And so are you. Now, I may have another five years or ten, maybe two weeks. But whatever it is, I'm going to expire one of these days. And then it's it's all over. And then I'm going to stand before the Lord. As a believer, God's going to reward me for what I did. But for the lost man, it's going to determine the amount of suffering that he has in hell. Now, get what he says. He gave them up to the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, changed the truth of God into a lie, worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator. For in verse 26, this cause God gave them up to vile affections. See, God is simply allowing you and I to go astray. But there's also somebody on your trail. You see, the Bible talks to us about The devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But the Bible also tells us that there is a true and living God who is also on your trail. You see, one wants to devour you and one wants to save you. So while you're running away and going astray, somebody's after you and it's the true and living God because he came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. And we're all lost. The whole world. He came to save us all. And showing you that we have all gone astray. He mentions all these various sins. And how wicked we really are. But you see sometimes we think well I'm not that bad. But he will mention other things in which we are that bad. So he gave them up. Down in verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind. Which means a worthless mind. It's a rejected mind. An unsearchable mind. And an undiscerning mind. A mind that has turned away from God. Don't want to know truth. Don't talk to me. Don't preach to me. How many times have I heard all of that? And my persistence because I'm pursuing and they're fleeing. I'm after 
And they don't know that they're running from the very thing that can give them all the peace, love, joy, and happiness they could ever have. So it's uh, like a foot race to try to reach them before the time expires. Whether for the person that God is using to catch them or the person that's running away. How much time? And time is fleeting. So these verses kind of lets us know that um, things are looking bad. Now in verse 28 down to verse 31, I want you to look at it real quickly. Starting in there in verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness. Now he's talking about those who have God gave up on, God gave up, God gave up. Didn't mean they couldn't be saved. He says, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. You ever disobey your parents? You're riding that same boat. And he says, all these things and how bad they were. Uh, This is a, a picture of the human heart. Because though you may not have committed adultery, have you ever lusted after a person? Aren't you glad God doesn't pull the screen down here and show everything you've done? And how you think on a screen? You say, well, if he was to do it, I'd go through that door right there. You say, there isn't a door over there. There will be. (laughs) So now take your Bible and turn to the book of Psalms 81. Psalms 81, back there in the Old Testament. Psalms 81. Psalms 81. And I want you to look there in verse 12. Verse 12. See, there, there's nobody that's so bad that God cannot save them. God can save anybody. Remember, even the Apostle Paul says, I am the chief of sinners. Meaning, if if God can save me, God can save anybody. Because he was a bad man. So in verse 12, he says, So I gave them up unto their own heart's lust, and they walk in their own counsels. Every man doing that which is right in his own eyes. Isn't that where people are today? Does that mean God can't save them? No, it's a sheep that's gone astray. And this is what happens when you go astray from God. And many people have. Many of God's children are living like a lost sheep. And they have a shepherd. But they don't even want to follow the shepherd. They want to do whatever they want to do with their lives. But there's an expiration date upon our lives. And it's so very important to know this. Turn your Bible to the book of Acts chapter 7. In the book of Acts in chapter 7, there was a deacon who was a preacher. And he got out and he preached. And there were an awful lot of people. That were influenced. But these people were not influenced in a good way. They just wanted to stone him. Did he lie to them? No. He told them the truth. Because he told them the truth. They didn't want to hear the truth. So he says here. In verse 51. Excuse me. I want to back up just a little bit further on that. Look in verse 42. Verse 42 he says. Then God turned and gave them up. To worship the host of heaven. God will pursue you. He will let you go to the wrong church. He'll let you listen to the wrong teachers. He'll let you support the wrong causes. He'll let you live a sinful life. But there's a day of reckoning coming. It'll give you up to do it. You can do it. Don't think just because God gave up on certain people. 
It means he's gave up on all of us to go our own way. Like a sheep. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you and that God doesn't care. Because God is seeking after us. So he makes a statement here in verse 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your father did so do you. And you would think, well, they finally get it. No, they just wanted to, to kill Stephen, and that's exactly what they did. They killed him. Take your Bible and turn to the book of Galatians in chapter 5. The book of Galatians in chapter 5. And you'll notice that there is a verse here that gives you a description similar to what we just looked at over there in the book of Romans in chapter 1. So it's not just, okay, homosexuals. Can they or can they not be saved? Yes, they can. Years ago, to try to prove to a man that I really believed that salvation was by grace. He sat there, along with two or three others in this living room, and I was witnessing to him up in northern Minnesota. They asked me a question. Because I said, salvation is free. It is the gift of God. And that when you trust Christ as Savior, he'll never cast you out and never lose you. Got a question. It says, can a person trust Christ as Savior and be a practicing homosexual? Die and go to heaven. Now that's a loaded question. I'm supposed to say, no. But I said without batting an eye, yes. Because if I don't say yes, I don't, and they don't, they'll never understand grace, and neither will you. Because if God can't say that practicing homosexual, even after he's saved and he does all that bad stuff, then he couldn't do it if you was a liar. If you were filled with envy, if you were filled with jealousy. See, either our salvation is by grace and it's forever, or it's not worth a quarter. Because no man has ever earned eternal life and never will. Do I approve of people doing those sins? No, I do not. But I don't approve of people committing adultery and acts of fornication or telling a lie or stealing or being filled with envy. And I'm sure that I'm guilty of a couple things. Don't talk to my wife. But every one of us, if it's not true, you don't know where you're going when you die. If God can't save what we consider to be the worst, where do you put yourself on that scale? When the Bible says there is no difference. Right after all of this in the book of Romans. Now notice what it says in Galatians in chapter 5. Notice in verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, various emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunken, reveling, such like. Ever which I tell you before as I told you in time past today, which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. See there? That's the flesh. The flesh does not inherit the kingdom of God. Only those that are born into God's family do you inherit what your father has. So the saved man should not walk and live like the lost man. You see, when you were a sheep gone astray, you don't have to go astray because you've got a shepherd now. And God wants us to walk with our shepherd. 
And he will lead you and he will guide you and he'll give you in the fresh pastures and he'll give you some nice fresh water and he can protect you. And per- but you, when you, there you go. And a lot of God's children have gone astray. It doesn't mean that you're no longer his child. It means that God may have to chasten you and discipline you. But that's because he still loves you. These things are so important. But you see, if that homosexual can't be saved, neither can a person did all these things be saved. Salvation is free. It's the gift of God. And once you have eternal life, it is forever. Have you ever heard that faith without works is dead? Or have you ever read James chapter 2? Does your faith produce good works? Some teach that if you don't serve the Lord, you're not saved. Is that true or false? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book, or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.